This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. Hello and welcome. It's the mini-sode. The mini-sode of the My Favorite Murder podcast. That's that podcast you listen to. You're listening to right now. It's a short version where we read your stories of your hometown murders and also a bevy of any other things we find interesting. Madness. Mayhem. Uh, grandparents. Grandparents. We love a grandparents story. <laughs> That's it. You want to go first or want me to go first? I love to go first. You do. Let's do it. It's a control issue. <laughs> uh, the subject line of this is my roomie, the Mooney. Okay. <clears throat> awesome. Fun. Hello, Stephen, Karen, Georgia, and assorted pets. Great. Uh, I was listening to one of the old minisodes, and I heard you guys mention the Moonies. My first college roommate and her family were and are Moonies, or unificationists, as they preferred to be referred to. Uh, it's like a religion. Uh, it's like a culty religion. Thing. It's a fucking straight up cult. Okay, great. But I think I that when you're that. in it, you're like, this is my religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Um... I, and if you, okay, I actually <laughs> learned a lot about the church the first couple of years of college, 2013 to 2015. So this is recent. Yeah. Um, because she was and still is one of my closest friends. Her parents got married because they were personally, quote unquote, matched together mm. by the Reverend Sung Young Moon. Her dad was Jewish, but ended up converting to unificationism. Must have been one of those spaghetti dinners. LOL. <laughs> uh, I remember that. And his parents regularly sent people to try to unbrainwash him for the first couple of years, but to no avail. I'm pretty sure they ended up disowning him. One mm. of the big things in the church is that unmarried people were not allowed to date, but instead had to engage in a quote matching process. Mm. This meant you had to decide you wanted to get married and your parents, the church, would work together to find someone who also wanted to get married and they would quote unquote match you and the two of Kinda you would quote great. unquote date. I know it really does. The two of you would date and with the expectation that you would get married within a year or so. I mean, shit, dude. Like half the fucking ladies I know are like, sign me the fuck and I'll eat spaghetti and get matched with someone. That's all I have to do. That's all I have to do. But here's the thing. That's all you want is your friends to like the best dating option is someone saying, I have a friend you're really going to like. Yes. And not enough people fucking do that. Everyone get on that. It's all I do. I'm always wrong. That's true. But you try a lot. I try hard. You try with old, uh, uh, old Miss Havisham over here. <laughs> <laughs> where George is always like, now, have you ever thought about what this? How? Where I'm like, I don't think of anything Oh, I'll be like, anymore. tell me your perfect person. And they'll be like, who do I know that's like that? Yeah, no, I'm there. She also likes to run scenarios if I do have a crush on somebody and I'll just say a dumb thing. Oh. Then she'll be like, here's what, what would happen gonna if he walked in? Uh, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a party. And then when he walks by, I'm going <laughs> to shove you really hard. You're going to clonk heads with him. Which at first, here's my problem. 
when we start to do that, I laugh and think it's funny. And then when the party starts, right. I begin a slow, yes. terrible panic and end up in the furthest back corner and I That's won't right. move. And you can feel the heat coming off of Karen because of her embarrassment it's, when you mention it. Oh my God, it's the best. I can't. I don't understand how people flirt genuinely and earnestly with other people. I've never dated someone that I haven't like hit on when I met them cold turkey i'm gonna have to take your class you just gotta be you gotta act like pretend you have to like conjure someone i conjured my mom because she's a fucking slutty flirt i love janet and i'm just like what's up i'm hot and you know it <laughs> like let's talk what? you have to do you have to conjure someone you know <laughs> i just the idea of it i get because as we said a million times my flirting technique is furrow my brows yes yeah. And act like either I didn't hear what they said to me or I didn't like what they said to me yeah. and turn around. Yeah, let's walk away. I'm from the 90s. I it's bet very it works. unfair. I bet so many guys have crushes on you because of that. The problem is whether it works or not, I'll never know. <laughs> right. I'll never fucking know. Vince and I, when I've been, I fucking walked into our friend Megan Gans's birthday party across the room. Shout out Megan Gans. Up, she Gans? also loves Endeavor. She's the best. Walked across the room, saw a fucking tall dude in a fucking uh, Ben Sherman shirt and was like, I'm going to talk to that motherfucker tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he and I made eye contact. He doesn't remember. and that, But he came over later and was like, hi, I'm Vince. And we just fucking hit it off immediately. Like, you So you, just, were, you were giving the old Janet eye oh, across the room. So uh, then he yes. knew to come over. He, yes. Yes. And then he saw me talking to our friends and was like, came over. Yeah. You gotta. And then when you shake hands, you just like give it this little, little this like batty eyelash. You're fucking Jessica Rabbit. You're Jessica Rabbit. No, I am That's not. who you're conjuring. Oh, okay, God. Sorry. Cut all of this out. I love it. No, no, no. I love it. But I'm also now I'm sweating. I can feel your heat. I'm so. You know what it just is? Just pretend you're someone else for a minute. It's true. You know what? If I could wear sunglasses at night, I would do it. <laughs> Girl, they're called bangs. And they work just as well. Here's the thing. You know what worked great for me huh. for so long? Your giant tits. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. When Georgia just said your giant tits to me, she also looked at me the way she was talking about looking at someone. You gave me a little downward eye. I, I looked at your tits. I'm sorry. It worked. I've had three wines. Listen. <laughs> Look. We can listen. I'll do both. Okay. This is turning into a... <laughs> That makes me laugh so hard because being being a blackout drunk for all the time where I should have been practicing all stuff like this, I think I was doing stuff like that. You I just practicing. don't remember. Yeah, great. That's like better because remembering it the next day is a horror right. show. So you already did it. You're already there. You're practiced. Yeah. Listen, you're Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> Darling. And then I slap, slap them across, them the, across face. the face. I'm going to start slapping cops and see if that works for Do me. It. Okay, sorry. Go on. We're in the middle of an email right I now. I mean, this okay. is being recorded. I love that this is being recorded and distributed. <laughs> Steven, you do send these out, right? Okay, thank you. <laughs> so what if, okay, go ahead. Steven's <laughs> okay. our caretaker. Go on. We ended with the idea that basically you tell the head of your cult that you would also like to be married, okay, like great. your 1,000 friends. Match, ma so basically, so it all, this other person would like to be married. You meet. And my point was, imagine the moment of like having to walk through that door where you're looking at this person and any impression you have, you're also like, and I have to marry this person. Yeah. It's not even like, just go and have coffee. It's no big deal. Yeah. You have to marry them. Yeah. It's very high stakes. Very exciting. Pass. So next time you, you are in a bar, be like, well, at least I don't have to marry this person. I can go talk to whoever I want. And I never have to speak to them again. It's not like it's the Moonies. That's what, 
That's what it is. Mm-hmm. There's it's no not like it's the fucking money. stakes. There's no stakes. Thank you, Georgia. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm good at this. Then you, okay. So then you had to go to a special mass ceremony. I've seen these on TV. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, they used to show it on the news like every six months. Right. It'd be like, the Reverend Moon had a yeah. ceremony for this unification church. And it was a huge room with literally a thousand or two thousand people all wearing the same shit, all getting married at the same time. Romantic. So insane. So romantic. I mean, romantic. Um, so then you'd have the mass ceremony to get married within the church, but afterward, you'd have to get a marriage license and get married in a courthouse to get those sweet, sweet tax oh, breaks. Oh, because it wasn't legal? Okay. Well, it wasn't necessarily real until got it, got it, got it. they got their certificate. Sure, sure, sure. They still had to do the ba- the government work, is what mm. this person was saying. Both my roommate and another one of her siblings were involved with something called Generation Peace Academy after after high school. Good band name. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right? Yes. Basically, they spent a year traveling around the country and raising money for the church, which is which means they were raising money so that Reverend Moon could buy guns and ammo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, The magazine? And... And lived out of cars and had to learn to survive camping out in the wilderness. Pass. Hard pass. Fun. You lost me. Marry a stranger. I never knew all the fucked up shit that happened with the Moonies. I experienced them as regular people whose Christianity was just a little weirder than what I grew up with. (laughs) That's really open. Yeah, it's true. My former roommate. Well, because I bet her roommate was cool and she liked her. Totally. My former roommate and her siblings no longer believe in the teachings of Reverend Moon, but like her good sons and daughters, pretend to for their parents. Aww. You don't have... Don't do that. Uh, though none of them are planning on getting matched. LOL. Stay sexy. And sometimes you can't call your dad because he's in the cult too. Okay. <laughs> Amazing ending. Like that was a great bring back around. That was a profesh letter. That was great. Thank you so much. Letter K. Okay. I want to read this one because it's a corrections corner from a uh, hometown. Oh, great. And I really appreciate this is be- from Beck. And I really appreciate Beck putting herself out here, out there and here and everywhere for, for us. us. And like, it's a safe fucking space. You can, you can be wrong. We're all, we always are. Please. This is called, Oh shit. Detective dad was wrong about the dingo. Oh, okay. Karen and Georgia, all caps, exclamation mark. It's me, the daughter of the dingo ate my baby detective. <laughs> so remember two yeah. episodes ago, I did the dingo ate my baby and I was like, so, there was even a, like how it was so divided in Australia, whether the dingo did it or the mother did it. Um, and even the head of the detective's like daughter wrote it and I was like, we all know, wink, wink, that she did it. And I right. was like, nobody knew. Well, this is fucking, this is her writing us. Great. She says, it's me. Da, 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 da. I'd like to apologize for perpetuating the bullshit quote, Lindy did it theory. I had no idea how wrong it was because I've always been scared to look into it because since I was a kid, the whole family had has been banned from talking about the case. Yeah. My brothers were sent to their rooms for asking too many questions. <gasps> Love you, brothers. And we promptly left a few dinner parties when a drunk aunt finally sipped enough courage to broach the subject. <laughs> Auntie Georgia, what's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, whenever someone brought it up, my dad would coldly say, I did better work elsewhere and nothing else. I always assumed my dad just thought that Lindy did it and didn't want to be questioned. And being the scary, quiet father figure, I I sure as shit did not want to question him on it. Now that that you guys have opened that door to that, to that information and then parentheses and him being mostly deaf and and unable to listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I realized that we 
were probably not, uh, we were probably not allowed to talk about it because dad knew he really fucked up, but instead of admitting it, he just inflicted a cone of silence on the family for over 30 years. Go dad. Yeah. She wrote that. I didn't say that. But I support it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very crazy to think the old man that enthusiastically, enthusiastically plays peekaboo with my one year old nephew was doing some real shady shit in the eighties. Everybody was. I mean, thank you for all that you do. And also for teaching me that you never stop learning. Your parents are flawed humans. <laughs> SSDGM Beck. And I just want to say how fucking impressed I am that you can like admitting that you fucked up and making light of it and being okay with it and wanting to learn more is the fucking most powerful thing you can do as a human being. It's the only thing you're supposed to be doing on the planet. And it's the way you make connections with other people. That's right. And listen, it's a hard thing to do when your parental imprinting has been don't look at anything you may have done and never right. talk about it so like i get that idea of just going we know what the real story yeah. is and hopefully she didn't feel attacked or called out or sure. anything because that wasn't what we were trying to do it's just almost like i didn't know i didn't know either way and so and there's no reason she should have been like questioning it from the beginning you know no and it's the thing of like you know what's real like one of the hardest things in life and this happens earlier for some of us than others is realizing your parents are human beings that have biases that have biases and flaws yes it's really hard and no one wants to question it or admit it because it kind of shakes your entire foundation yes at whatever age you're at. Also, I think we've talked about this and it, I think everybody that's in a true crime knows this already, but the police have such a shitty fucking job yeah. because basically they have to be hitting three pointers the entire yeah, time yeah. under incredibly high pressure. And if like, and if they get into a thing where they're, they get led down the primrose path of like, oh, we heard their seventh day Adventist. And nobody knows yeah. about that. And that is associated with the devil. And everyone wants this, everyone wants this solved immediately and the quickest it can be done. And we need to prove that, that we're taking care of our community. Like, let's just, you know. Yeah. Every, you're just making the call that at that point you can make. Yeah. You're doing the thing you can do. Yeah. Like when police coerce a confession, they're not trying to just solve the case and get a confession. They think that the person who's confessing actually did it and they're getting a confession out of them because they're doing their hardest. They don't see it the same. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. And Thank way to you, go, Beck. Beck. And it also makes me feel good that we've created this community where saying something like this is a safe space. And that's, I think it's, it's supported and celebrated. Yeah. And I think it's really <laughs> being wrong is okay here. <laughs> and so I appreciate her being part of that. It's, it means a lot to me. I'm so into being wrong. I do it all the time. <laughs> I do it just so I can admit it later. <laughs> okay. So the subject line of this one is found in the wall. These oh, never get old for ama me. Amazing. Go. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, felines and canines. Great. Oh, that's the first one of that. Mm -hmm. Never really thought about the fact that it kind of rhymes. First of all, I love the podcast. Second oh. of all, I once found some fucked up shit in the wall of an old house. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Several years ago, my dad was buying old Victorian houses and fixing them <gasps> up and flipping them. Yes. Cool, dad. So cool. You know, before the whole housing bubble burst. Oh. Yes, I do know about that. Got it. Oh, I was underwater in my own home. Uh, one house he bought needed a bad gut job. The dining room was covered in this wonderful 1970s wood paneling. Uh, and every bedroom had a different, incredibly ostentatious wallpaper. Ugh, my dream. Uh, please show me 17 pictures of that. I love wallpaper. I love wallpaper. I love it. 
Uh, do you remember the store Wallpapers to Go? Oh my God. In yes. the 80s, 70s, 80s. And yes. you could go down there and they just had a, it was like a store was filled a, with wallpapers on the wall. Through. It was to go. You'd order it to go. <laughs> no, but I do. And wallpaper is making a comeback. The secret is you get a really tacky, crazy wallpaper, but you only wallpaper one wall with it and yep. you paint the rest of the walls like a light, you know, complimentary color. Yeah. Everyone. And it becomes your fascinator wall. Follow my design blog. <laughs> it's called Wallpapers to Go. <laughs> By Georgia. By Georgia. Um, the room I was living in was covered in gigantic blue and lime green flowers. 100% on board. Hard to sleep. While pulling down <laughs> the little, wood panel. It's aggressive. Yeah. It's like. Zzz, yeah, yeah. It's like when I, we all, my sister and I got to pick our paint wall color. Yeah. Um, when we were in the house where I heard the dog outside my bedroom window. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted it to be kind of a nice moss, a light moss green. Mm-hmm. It was fucking neon lime green. Oh, shit. To the point where I feel like, you know, they do those studies where if you paint the walls yeah. a certain color, it has psychological effects. Yeah. I am 1,000% sure that it made my experience as a 12 to 14-year-old much more painful than it zap, needed to be. Zap that brain of yours. Oof. Okay. Back to whatever this show is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's pulling down the fucking... While pulling down the wood paneling in the dining room, we discovered a hole in the wall. Uh-oh. My dad comments that it was so lazy of the previous owners to just put paneling over a hole in the drywall instead of repairing it. Mm. But I looked inside <gasps> the hole and it and found a very old manila envelope. <gasps> it wasn't a million dollars inside, oh. but it was two very old Eight millimeter film rule m- rolls reels. Sorry, unmarked. Naturally, I assumed it was a snuff film. Sure, <laughs> wouldn't we all? So I called a friend that worked at a video production company and asked him what to do with these film reels. Bring them down immediately. I yes. have to know what's on them. He tells me. Love you. Love you. So the next day, I drove to his studio and clean and clean the film with cotton and baby oil, trying to restore them. I think it was supposed to be he cleaned, whatever. My friend told me he, we'd only get one viewing out of them because the film was so deteriorated. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so I call a few more buddies and we had a screening party. What was on the film? They're all dead now. What? You want to do a guess? What was on the film? A snuff film. Oh, you think it was a snuff film? Yeah. Steven, what do you think was on this film? Mustache uh, porn? Just, just childhood memories? No, it was homemade porn. From the 1960s. Holy shit. Judging by the woman's plastic and unmovable gigantic hair and oh, the man's... That's not what I thought you were <laughs> uh, And the man's impressive mustache. <gasps> and the room they were in had gigantic... No. Floral wallpaper, my bedroom. <laughs> uh, freak- Amazing. So good. Freaked out, I returned home and talked to the elderly woman who lived across the street. She'd been in her house for about 40 years at that point, and I asked her if she remembers the people I described from the film. Uh-huh. And she, you know, they had a giant bush. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, 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 I know. Oh, them. her, yeah. Oh, sure. She had a giant bush. God, that thing was big. Um, I, uh, she said that. In the late 60s, there was a pastor from the local church who lived there. Oh, really? But he wasn't married. So who was the mystery woman? I still have the film reels, but they're so badly damaged, (sighs) they can't really be viewed anymore. Anyway, SSDGM and always watch mystery films found in walls. Annie. Annie. 
Fuck Annie. Amazing. That was everything we need it to be. I think I would prefer, I mean, obviously finding money is great. Bloody blah. <laughs> I think finding two film reels would make me go insane. The thing of, We'll only be able to watch this once. Yes. Is almost con- it's like a it's like from a movie where you're it like, is. come on, it's not a thing. So everybody get down here. Yeah. Call everybody. Yeah. And yeah. then it's exactly what you'd want it to be, which is fucking homemade vintage porn. Homemade porn. And if only that pastor knew that in 40 years, homemade porn would be a celebrated Huge. piece of the internet. Huge. That everybody vintage participated porn? on. Everyone loves it. It's like not even real porn. I love it. Ugh. Georgia, is there anything scarier than trying to log into an account and it tells you that your password is incorrect. And then you try again and it's the same thing. And after a few more failed attempts, big red letters appear saying you've been locked out and your account is suspended. That happens to me all the time, Karen. But scary password stories can have happy endings if you give 1Password a try. 1Password is a user-friendly password management system. It's trusted by consumers, families, small businesses, and large-scale enterprises. If you're tired of being the family member everyone texts for a streaming login or the unofficial keeper of all those shared work credentials, it's time for you to pass the torch to 1Password. They allow for secure login sharing. With 1Password, you can securely store more than just passwords, autofill everything from usernames to payment details and personal info. They'll also notify you about potential data breaches. 1Password saves everyone time. And in many cases, that save time equals money saved. The accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. I mean, you should, but don't just do that. The Associated Press uses 1Password to secure their sensitive information in high-risk areas. Right now, our listeners can get a two-week free trial at onepasswordcom MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash mfm one password.com slash mfm goodbye all right uh i'm gonna skip to this one because uh so we're doing unboxing videos for the fan cult where we basically open uh presents that are sent to us from our fucking incredible awesome talented um, sometimes insane listeners like you <laughs> listener and so this is from the one that's getting put up this week <laughs> that blew our fucking mind. It's it's going up. It's already it went it up just Friday. Went up. Okay, yeah. so it went up Friday. Today's Monday. Um, and so this is the letter that accompanied it. Hello, all. I am so thrilled to gift you my dad's original dare kit from 1994. <laughs> and this harkens back to when I fucking told Karen about going to an estate sale. And on their website, one of the photos from the estate sale was the dare uh, or like the drug kit that the cops would bring to the elementary school to show you all the dangers and crazy, scary drugs you could do in like this briefcase. This fucking chick sent hers to our sent us. It. We have touched it. Oh, it we have like, looked at it. Lives in my apartment. Yep. Um, he was a dare officer for eighteen years and a cop for twenty six years. Shout out to Officer Pete. It was collecting dust in his garage since he has now retired at the ripe age of fifty two. Goals, am I right? <laughs> Um, so basically her dad let her send this to us as a gift. <laughs> Thank you. We, Vin, uh, fucking Stephen walked in and, uh, had like the packages from the PO box and uh, looked at us and like, usually like, hi, how are you? Hugs, whatever. And he was like, you're Georgia. You're going to lose your fucking mind. Like he didn't even say hi. Stephen said the F word. Oh, I swear. No. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, when it came, I was like, I can't. It's like burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah, I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to see it too, you know. And I and we went all we were like, let's record. Like that was our first uh, no makeup recording because I was like, just need to open. This we got to do this. Yeah. So first, I wanted to thank you for creating this Murderino community and for saving me from um, hours of boredom at my desk job. Secondly, here's a short hometown for you. My above mentioned dad was the dare officer for a girl named Christina Long in Danbury, Connecticut. In 2002, she was in middle school, and he said she seemed like a really happy kid. Unfortunately, she didn't have the greatest home life, and that was around the time MySpace was getting popular. Oh, no. She used to meet up with a man later identified as Saul Dos Reyes. The police said that they had a few sexual encounters before the night where she, where he killed her. Ugh. She had been missing and the only and they only found the body after he confessed. But this case made national news because it was the first time that the Internet had been used to meet someone that resulted in their death. Wow. Oh, my God. Lastly, my dad was also the one who started the true my true crime obsession. I can clearly remember being in line at the grocery store at about 11 or 12 and seeing a who killed Jean Benet people magazine cover. I turned to my dad and said, do you know who killed her? And he looked at me and said, yeah, everyone knows the brother did it. Whoa. <laughs> it was just like Karen's John Wayne Gacy bodies in the book experience. I had never even, it had never even occurred to me that people kill within their own families. I needed to know everything. Oh, and also he told me that they actually still study the ransom note to show cops what deception looks like. Wow. Things like the spacing, the amount of money that was asked for, and the fact that it sounded like it was being dictated, which I've never thought about that, mm-hmm. means it was fake as fuck. My dad said he would be happy to call in to go over the dare kit and talk about police stuff with you guys, <laughs> which I never, like, I just read this right now. I'm kind of scared for you guys to do that because I know he will say something embarrassing about me. <laughs> Fucking amen, girl. P.S. Due to a bad fall off a horse in December 2017, New Year's actually, I had to have major spinal fusion surgery and was in the hospital for a week and had to lay Ugh. flat in bed for another three months after. Yeah. Your podcast absolutely was my escape and savior. Cannot thank you enough. The moment I was conscious after surgery, I told my mom that I was not missing your live show and I'm happy to say that I made it to your Phoenix show whoa that's where i live now with my mom back brace and walker all in tow wow ssdgm thea pronounced thea uh. <laughs> and then it says stop here don't read my contact info aloud but please feel free to reach out <laughs> and then she put her thea thea i mean the, the this is something i will carry with me for the rest of my life this is a straight fuck this drug kit is a straight fucking in a fire grab your shit not just because it's something I've always wanted, but because you're, you asked your dad, who's this fucking probably celebrated cop, to give it to a stranger. And he said yes, and you did it. And I promise you it's in good hands. Yeah, Carrie yeah. and I and Stephen will fucking take care of it. It's for the never rest of our been lives. in better hands. Pretty sure one of the fucking pills that they show is a Pez. And another's a vitamin, and that just brings me so much joy. And one of them, for uh, all the oldies out there like me, one of them looks exactly like a contact cold medicine pill, <laughs> where it's it's like red, it's like a right. one of those things, and it has tiny beads inside, yes. multicolored beads. And where it's I was like, just like this, the action, you know, it just like explodes. Like, yeah, and, and I was just like, that's a cold pill. Yeah. But yeah, tell us it's uppers, downers, or bennies, or black beauties, and we'll, or whatever. We'll want to do them all. Yes. Please. Um, thank you, Thea. Like, yeah, that was great. I'm, I'm, I can't tell you how much this podcast means to me that someone would send that 
to us. Like that's just, it's a dream. It's amazing. Yeah. And so fun. And guess what else is amazing? This, again, we keep getting to tell you cool, exciting announcements and surprises. Right. And this one is very cool because we get get to basically, we're working with Sony Pictures on an upcoming film that is going to come out. And uh, we're going to talk about that. But um, to do that, we're going to dedicate a mini-sode to it. So we're going to, for you, we were going to ask that from you to send us your stories of the reveal of somebody that you know that had a secret life. Right. So next, this next, uh, next Monday is going to be an episode dedicated to this movie uh, called Searching. And the, uh, so we want stories of secret lives. And that's just a hint about what the movie is about. We saw it. We fucking loved it. So send us your reveals of secret lives, whether it's someone found out about yours, you found out about someone else's family members, fucking teachers, like this crazy reveal of a secret life. And just remember that, um, we want to, we basically to get your, your story read, just think of it as you have to be in the top 10. Yeah. So if you have a story where it's like, and it turned out that they were already married my cat well, was an outdoor cat and lived with six other people actually I mean, if that's a good story fucking tell us like <laughs> that sounds fun but but we do want like cr- the craziest truest yeah story of this and put in the uh subject line send it to my favorite murder at gmail and put uh secret life in the subject line yeah. and then whatever else you want yeah so steven can pull them easily we're yeah. very excited it's gonna be really fun and uh be a part of it with yeah. us we love it uh thank you guys for sending in your emails send whatever you want as well fucking yay yay stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye Bye-bye. elvis what cookie? <laughs> <laughs> He said, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no.